how do you know if you, you have a rectus from the Columbus Dispatch, this is Roxy, Rise and Fall of the TikTok Doc. I'm Max Philby. If we had waited the week like she wanted to, we probably wouldn't have made it. So I, in my opinion, I absolutely believe that she sent me to die. To figure out how Dr. Catherine Roxanne Grawey's career went off the rails, I needed to go back to the beginning. Around four years after the doctor finished her residency at Ohio State University, she was hit with her first lawsuit. It was filed by an attorney on behalf of Mary Jenkins, a former patient whose voice you heard just moments ago. Dispatch photographer Doral Chenoweth and I went to visit Mary at her Gahanna office one morning in early October. So Mary, easy question first. Say and spell your first last name for us and <laughs> what's your age Jenkins. as well? M-A-R-Y-J-E-N-K-I-N-S and I am 55. To understand Mary's story, we have to go back almost 18 years to before she even met Growy. Mary's story starts on Friday, January 13th. 2006. While many Ohioans were likely still recovering from the holidays, Mary was waiting to hear from her doctor. When the doctor finally did call, it wasn't with good news. Mary was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer in her right breast. My only options were aggressive chemotherapy and surgery. And so I started aggressive chemo hoping to shrink the mass, um, but it didn't shrink. And so, as a result, I had my right breast removed. On top of the cancer diagnosis, Mary got laid off from her job. At first, she found the layoff to be a blessing in disguise. It was nice, she said that she was able to focus on her recovery instead of worrying about waking up early and getting to work on time. But Mary ran through her savings and bills kept piling up. Luckily, Mary was able to turn to her church, which helped her pay the bills. Once Mary was back on her feet, she wanted to help others who were battling cancer. So she started a nonprofit called Christians Overcoming Cancer which is now known as the Cancer Option Collaborative. The nonprofit helps people battling cancer afford their bills for medical treatment and more. Mary still runs the organization today. Six years passed after Mary was diagnosed with breast cancer. Instead of undergoing a breast reconstruction, Mary had decided to wear a prosthetic. Then, one day in 2012, she received an email about a seminar a doctor was hosting with information on the latest in breast reconstruction. Mary still wasn't sure she wanted to undergo such an operation. But 
She knew clients of her nonprofit would be interested in getting some details, so she went anyway. So I get to the workshop, and there's this surgeon, super energetic, very bubbly, very happy, just talking about reconstruction. It was Growie, two years out from her residency at Ohio State. At this point, Mary said Dr. Roxy was still going by Dr. Growie. She gave a presentation on breast reconstruction and then went around the room to have people introduce themselves. Mary said there were maybe five to eight people at the event. Mary was the last one in the group to share her story. After she did, Growie thanked everyone for coming. She ended the meeting and immediately walked directly to where Mary was seated in the room. She was like, oh my God, when you were talking, I felt goosebumps. And I believe that God brought us together. And maybe, maybe I'm supposed to introduce you to some doctors to help you raise money. Or maybe I'm supposed to do your reconstruction. Mary walked with Growie to her nearby office. They sat down and she handed Mary some paperwork to fill out. The two discussed Mary's options. Mary told Growie that she had plans in December and needed to be healed by then. Growie said she understood. Mary decided she'd undergo reconstruction of her right breast and have a tummy tuck at the same time. The two talked over the procedure, and Mary set a date for October 22, 2012. The morning of the procedure, Mary said she was so excited. Mary planned on writing a book one day and thought the procedure on its own could be a chapter of it. Her family came to Mount Carmel St. Anne's where the operation was going to take place. She was taking photos with the medical staff to remember the day by. She was wheeled into the operating room and the procedure began. Hours later, Mary said she woke up with a reconstructed right breast and a flat stomach. She was happy, but also worn out, so she nodded off to sleep. Later that day, Mary woke up again and found herself in a much different situation. While she slept, her reconstructed right breast had swelled. She asked the nurse to call Growie, but no one on staff at St. Anne's knew how to quickly get a hold of the doctor. Luckily, Mary had Growie's cell phone number. She gave it to a nurse and asked her to try it. When they came back in the room, they told me that she couldn't come in because she was having dinner with her family, but ordered leech therapy, as in leeches. You heard that right. Leeches. A blood-sucking, worm-like parasite. And while that may seem unusual today, I did some research and found out that leeches have, in fact, been used to treat medical conditions since the dawn of civilization. They were used to treat all sorts of skin diseases, urinary tract infections, and reproductive system problems as far back as ancient Egypt, according to the National Institutes of Health. But Mary was undergoing leech therapy in October 2012. By this point, leech therapy, although still used sparingly, was considered highly controversial because of the risks of complications and safety, according to the NIH. The leech recommendation shocked Mary. But something else stunned her even more. 
the crazy thing is, there was no one in the hospital that knew how to do it. That was even worse. So here, Roxanne Growie had ordered me to have leech therapy, but there was no one that knew how to do it. And so my friend Kia literally Googled how to do leech therapy, and that's how she learned how to do it. And she was the one that put the leeches on. When asked about Mary's leech therapy, a spokesperson for Mount Carmel said, quote, patient safety, along with their privacy, is and will always be our top priority, so we will not comment on any specific patient circumstances, end quote. The next day, Growie came to see Mary. She told Mary that she had to take her back into surgery. Mary, understandably upset, said she was crying and worried that the doctor wouldn't be able to save the tissue on her newly reconstructed right breast. When Mary came back out of surgery, she woke up to Growie. Mary said that the doctor told her that God must be on her side because at first, she couldn't get the blood to drain from the tissue. So Growie told Mary that she removed it, and she whacked it. The blood drained, and Growie reset Mary's reconstructed breast. Mary, still in shock, was a little surprised. But she was happy it sounded like everything might work out. She spent a week in the hospital's intensive care unit before being moved to her own room. Then, one day... Growie came to see Mary and told her she was worried about Mary coming down with a hospital-borne infection. Around 1 in 31 hospital patients nationwide suffers from a hospital-acquired infection a year, according to the Centers for Disease Control. Growie suggested Mary move into a nursing home to continue to recover. Mary agreed and asked to stay at a nursing home close to her own house. Growie told her she'd make the arrangements and have her transported. Then, late on the night of November 2nd, 2012, workers came and took Mary to the nursing home. But, when Mary got there, she said the facility had no medical orders for her. After several hours, she was admitted. By this point, Mary said she was regularly in a lot of pain. She would go from feverishly sweating to really bad chills. Mary began to worry and asked the nursing home staff to contact Growie. I would ask her to come see me. And every time she had an excuse. She had an excuse for why she couldn't come. So I wasn't being seen when I was in the nursing home. Mary noticed small black spots appearing on the tissue of her reconstructed right breast. Ever an optimist, she talked herself into thinking that it was probably fine. She assumed maybe it was like when she fell off her bike as a kid and scraped her knee. When that happened, a scab would form, and underneath, new tissue would grow and heal her skin. In actuality, the tissue on Mary's right breast had become necrotic. It was dying, and Mary thinks she was too. It started getting worse when the tissue started falling forward to where I could look down and actually see my ribs. One night, 
After things had taken a turn for the worst, Mary said she woke up at about 3 a.m. in the nursing home. Standing at the foot of her bed was a woman who said that her name was Nurse Tina. Mary said she was so drugged up on pain medication that she wasn't fully sure if she was dreaming or awake. And she said, the tissue on you has died, and it's killing you, and if you don't get it removed right away, you're going to die. The next day, Mary called Growie and demanded she remove the dying tissue on her. Growie resisted at first, Mary said. She wanted to wait at least a week, but Mary was done waiting. She had it removed just a few days later. If we had waited the week like she wanted to, I probably wouldn't have made it. That wasn't the end of Mary's suffering, though. The whole ordeal left a cavity on the right side of her chest. She had to wait for the tissue to grow back in the open wound, and she was temporarily equipped with a vacuum-like device to keep fluid from pooling in it. Mary ended up spending around four months recovering in the nursing home. The wound didn't close up until the summer of 2013, according to court records. Mary went to see one of her longtime doctors while she was recovering, and he suggested she get a good attorney. Mary's attorney, David Schroyer, filed a medical malpractice case against Growey in the Franklin County Court of Common Pleas on April 11, 2014. After around five years in court, including an appeal by Growey, Mary won. A jury awarded Mary $358,000 in damages. But what Mary really wanted wouldn't come for several more years. It was Growey's medical license. I don't care about the money. I care that she is not able to do this to anybody else ever again. Unfortunately, the medical board didn't make a decision to discipline her then. And by then, she was on a whole new scale. Oh, yeah. She had become TikTok famous. Neither Catherine, Roxanne, Growie, nor her attorney responded to requests to comment. Next time on Roxy. Rise and fall of the TikTok doc. This was going on when she was Dr. Growley. This isn't just about Roxy. Roxanne Growley was a doctor for a long time before she was Roxy. Beth Bannadum, one of Growley's early patients, tells us how she survived multiple infections from her own operation and how long it took to correct everything that went wrong. She has no idea. She will never admit that she did anything wrong. She has not taken any responsibility. To read more stories and hear additional victim voices, visit dispatch.com slash Dr. Roxy. Roxy, Rise and Fall of the TikTok Doc, is a production of the Columbus Dispatch. To support more local journalism like this podcast, subscribe to the Columbus Dispatch by visiting subscribe.dispatch.com.